Hey guys, it's Keon, and today I'm going to give you my recap on UFC on ESPN 13, which was headlined by Calvin Cater and Dan Ige. So, before I get to this event card, I just want to say I was pretty excited for it because it was a low-key card, and usually, in my experience, those cards tend to do very well. It's like the fighters know it's a low-key event, and they're going to exceed our expectations. This, <laughs> this card didn't do that for me, unfortunately. And uh, we'll start off with the main event, Calvin Cater versus Danny Gay. It was a solid fight. I'm not going to say that was a bad fight. They were standing toe-to-toe -to -toe for most of it and just trading like really heavy shots. And um, basically, Calvin Cater was dominant in this fight. Uh, I would give him four rounds to one. You could probably give round four to Dan Ige, but Calvin Cater, he just he, he looked like the more experienced and better fighter at this point. Not saying that Dan Ige is bad. He actually showed a lot of heart in this fight and proved that he could one day be a top contender. I think that's what this fight proved for Dan Ige, but in general, the story was that Calvin Cater is one of the best featherweights right now. His striking is just so crisp. He's one of my favorite fighters to watch in terms of striking in the featherweight division. And it was just overall a solid performance by Calvin Cater. But the issue with that is that he should have done more. And I know that's easier said than done. It's just He's given an opportunity where he is a main event and he's fighting a guy who's not like a serious threat to him. Let's be honest. He was ranked number 10 in comparison to Calvin, who was ranked number six. And this was his opportunity to show why he deserves to be even next for the title. Like I think uh, a really good performance here would have catapulted him to contender status. But because it was just a solid decision win, it, it just doesn't do much for Calvin Cater, <clears throat> unfortunately, because I, I do like Calvin Cater, and I hope one day he does get a shot at the title because he's sick. He's, he's a really good fighter. It's just the problem with that division is it's so packed with other top contenders with bigger names that are definitely going to get their shot first before him. And I'm just saying that if Calvin really showed that, oh man, like I'm way better than Danny Gay, I'm going to destroy him. If he had a performance like that, we would probably be having that conversation with Calvin Cater right now that not maybe he deserves the next title shot, but maybe like a title eliminator bout, you know? He probably will get another title eliminator. He'll probably get a title eliminator bout after this. It's just that, I think he did not capitalize on this situation like he should have. But that's just my opinion. And like I said, it's easier said than done. But um, I do hope uh, to see much more, not just from Calvin Cater, but from Danny Gay too. Very impressed with his uh, showing in this fight. Going on to the uh, co-main event, we had uh, a fight between Tim Elliott and Ryan Benoit. Tim Elliott won by unanimous decision, two rounds to one. And this was a fight that many people believed was a robbery. And uh, I wanted to watch this fight again to make sure, was it a robbery or was it a fair decision? 
Personally, I gave rounds one and two to Ryan Benoit. He was the better striker in round one. And then in round two, he continued that as well as he attempted a knee bar. And uh, let's see what else he did. I just, yeah, you know what? The second round was was really hard because Tim Elliott, at the same time, he held on to a really tight guillotine choke. And he also secured the takedown by the end of the second. So that second round was the deciding one because round three, I would probably give it to Tim Elliott. It was still a close round, but I would edge more to Tim Elliott. It was round two that I would say was the deciding round. And personally, I gave it to Ryan Benoit. I thought he he did enough in that round to win it, but I could definitely see why people gave that round to Tim Elliott. He the guillotine and the takedowns like and the mount as well those are huge in the eyes of the judges so in my opinion i don't think it was a robbery robberies are it, it's a clear win for ryan benoit but it, that wasn't a clear win in my opinion he did really good i thought he did enough but i could see why tim elliott was given the decision that's that's my stance on it we also had a fight between jimmy rivera and cody stamen Solid performance by Jimmy Rivera for most of the fight. He was just out striking Cody Stamen on the feet. So great win for Jimmy Rivera. Same thing with Taylor Santos. She defeated Molly McCann by unanimous decision. Just controlling her on the ground for most of the fight. Good performances. It's just like I said, with these fights, it's you're on a main card on a Wednesday night. No one's watching any other sports. This is your opportunity to become a star to really like shine you know and unfortunately those four fights none of those fighters did that that's that's the that i think that was my problem with this card you know uh what was a good fight though was the first fight of the main card between munir lazez and abdul razak al-hassan so first of all abdul razak al-hassan came out guns blazing, just throwing a barrage of punches, and Munir was eating all of them. Like, not all of them, but most of these heavy shots that most people would have went down to. It was just too much pressure, but somehow Munir, he survived, and he took control of the fight with his takedowns and ended up winning the decision. Very impressed by Munir Lazes, man, because uh, it wasn't even the first round. I think there was a point in the second round where he was just teeing off on Abdul Razak al-Hassan. And then all of a sudden, he Abdul comes back with heavy punches. It was, it was a crazy fight. And that's why I think it was the best fight of the night. And I'm impressed by Munir Lazez, man. I can't wait to see him in the future. Because if this guy's taking shots like this from Abdul Razak al-Hassan, he's one of the strongest uh, punches, in my opinion. If he's... Able to take those punches, I think he's going to go <laughs> a long way. I think it was the welterweight division. Yeah, he's going to go a long way in 175 if he could continue with durability like that against his future opponents. Let's talk about the prelims. I think it did much better than the main card. And the person who stood out the most was Kamzat Chemaev. He defeated John Phillips by Darce Choke in the second round. Kamzat Chemaev is middleweight Khabib at this point to me he absolutely dominated John Phillips by taking him down immediately and throwing a bunch of punches which set the 
record for most strikes in the first round, I think. That's what they said. And then the second round, he continued the same thing before finishing John off with a darts choke. It was dominant, man. This guy, Kamzat Chemaev, is going to be a problem. And not just because of his fighting skills, but in his post-fight interview, he knows how to talk. And that excites me because that's going to build some great rivalries in the future if he ties that up with performances like these. So Kamzat Chemaev, that's a name we got to start getting into our brains because future cha- future champion is written all over him, in my opinion. I was also impressed with uh, Lerone Murphy. He defeated Ricardo Ramos. Uh, Ricardo came out with all these fancy strikes, like some weird back kick to the leg on Lerone Murphy that Michael Bisping absolutely hated. But Lerone, he, he stayed in there. He faced all that adversity early on before taking Ricardo down and throwing some heavy ground and pound, which ultimately ended the fight so you don't have to be fancy to find the win sometimes you just have to stay patient and then once the opening comes you win it and that's what Lerone Murphy did so congratulations to him another fight I want to bring up was Modestas Bukakis who defeated Andreas Mikolidis by <laughs> okay so it, he, he defeated him uh by TKO elbows is what uh, the final decision is but so what happened was First of all, Andreas was winning this fight, the uh, the first round. And then by the end of it, Modesta started throwing elbows to Andreas's head. And they hurt Andreas. And by the end of the round, he even protested to the ref. He said, yo, those were to the back of the head. The ref said, no, those were illegal. You're good. Uh, do you want to continue? And it, oh, man, this is just such an unfortunate, a series of unfortunate events. If they need to write another book, this situation needs to be in there because Andreas was just he was on the ground and all of a sudden they the the people outside of the KJ opened the door and Andreas was oblivious to this happening so he thought there was still like a cage there for him to lean on once he goes to lean on he just like he falls down and it kind of looks like (laughs) he fell down because he was concussed but it was just like i said a series of unfortunate events and the ref ended up calling off the fight because he's like nah he can't continue he just he just fell it sucks man like in my opinion he this is a good case to like overturn a fight (laughs) because this or, or overturn a decision because it just it sucked so badly how he was winning the first round and then it ended in that way it was weird. It was a weird uh, finishing sequence. Uh, aside from that, yeah, some other cool performances by uh, Liana Juja and Jack Shore. Submission wins. Jared Gordon, he won the decision with Paul Felder in his corner, who was also commentating for the fights that night. But in general, this card, if I was to give it a rating, I would probably give it a... F- Four out of ten. Four. Yeah. I think a four out of ten is solid. Maybe three. <laughs> there was some times where there was some points where it was it was really hard to get through this fight card, especially near the end of it. But uh the prelims is what was special. So I'll, I'll give it a four. I think a four out of ten is good. Once again, excited for Kamzat Chemaev. I think he was the star of this entire card. But let me know what you guys think. Did you like this card? Did you dislike it? What's your rating on this card? 
And as always, you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud, the Kionkamora Podcast, of course. And I appreciate you for listening until the next recap, which is this Saturday. <laughs> Lots of fights this week. So thank you once again and all the best.